not only did the Achu confuse your unit, it's confused, broke the fourth wall and confused you as well. All right, Jacked, father of Titus or Titus or Titus. Father of titties. I actually enjoyed the game. Come at me. Hey everyone, Wilmgard here, back with Miniado. Hey. And this is the FFBE Podcast. Oh man, what a crazy week of FFBE we've had. Or at least not a crazy week, a crazy update this week. Definitely. So much coming in between quality of life updates, tons of much anticipated unit releases and banners and all kinds of stuff going on. It's very, very busy within the game. First off, what have you been up to, Mini? How was the last week? I mean, it was a little bit stressful. The Folka event, I think at first, I didn't really put in enough effort and take it seriously, the bonus event. So when I finally did start trying and getting places, it was after the update already went live. Like I actually went in, built a team with the proper resistances and elements and all that, instead of just throwing something together. But, but then there are a bunch of bugs that I encountered with the actual run which made it so that I didn't get most of the rewards when I finally did clear it. So that was a little bit frustrating. Other than that, I didn't end up farming type zero at all. I don't know what was in there because we couldn't see the King Mog. I don't know if I missed anything from, from before, but I was putting all my energy into the Folka thing and I, that's, that's pretty much what my week consisted of. Anytime I wasn't, uh, <clears throat> I wasn't in the arena. Although I'm loving the the change to arena for this week with Lauren. I can finally have her in my arena team. <laughs> finally getting that 100% out of Lauren. But other than that, I didn't do much else in, in FFB terms. Makes sense. I mean, there was one big event going on, which was the Folka story event with the bonus stages, which is also, oddly enough, where I spent all of my time. I literally probably spent a solid two to four hundred energy trying to beat it that's not bad i probably spent way more to be honest so that's that's a respectable amount sorry i meant like restores like not including oh. my daily energy like re energy restores like it was i spent a lot yeah it was it was definitely very challenging and it kind of made you think about the game in a different way because it was no longer stack the units with the highest attack and go to town you really had to find elemental coverage while also trying to make your units chain if possible and have resist a certain element. So it's kind of things have changed a little bit from just putting in units with the highest modifiers and highest damage numbers and hit and go. Oh, definitely. It's kind of it's a nice change. It was just I feel like the the difficulty spike between this trial and the last sort of difficult trial we had is massive yeah it was huge this one really focused on slot efficiency so having your units in each individual slot doing more than what they typically would for example elemental resistance and then covering all the different elements for that second bomb fight so it was really fun though i'm, I'm happy they're doing it and i'm looking forward to more of these in the future i'll definitely be better prepared in the future to tackle these and that event brings us 
pretty much up to the update, which is, I think, what both of us focused on was that event. So let's talk about some of the new updates this week with the quality of life buffs. What are you most excited about in terms of quality of life? The most exciting thing is the extra slots and the different like the two different tabs or the two different headings for enhancement units and sales units versus actual units you use for battle. It's really going to take some getting used to for me because I click in and I look for I still subconsciously look for the the units I want to fuse in the first window I see. So just getting my mind used to looking for that second tab and clicking it when I want to enhance. It's going to take a few days, but I know what you mean. I actually love it because the amount of extra slots I have now. It's like 1,200 extra slots for just these yeah, units. Exactly. So you can actually store units now or store cactuses or I don't know why you'd want to store gill snappers, but you can store cactuses. <laughs> which is really store, nice i guess there store are gill snappers just in case there's a recession <laughs> yeah i mean there are people in the game that maybe are close to gill cap or have hit it and they don't want to waste gill so there there are people like that believe it or not so i guess they would want to but most average players will probably just sell their gill snappers immediately i know i do pretty much but it's nice having those slots and then relieving your main unit slots so all the slots that you've purchased, for example, me, I got 100 slots empty now, more than 100, but roughly around there just from relieving all the trust moogles, all the cactuars and whatever else I forgot that I had in my inventory. Definitely. It's so, so good. And going on the same thread of inventory, freeing up of inventory space, we also got the trust coins system, which is very exciting for me. An exciting new system in the game. Uh, it was met with a little bit of controversy when it was first announced, but I think we're kind of past that now. Uh, just a bit of a communication, I think, miscommunication issue. Do you want to tell us what that controversy was? Well, I don't want to get too deep into just, it. Just summarize it. But basically, just some players were upset at the announcement that uh, we weren't going to get limited unit 7-star prisms in the actual uh, coin exchange. Because in Japan, they have them. But players assumed that Gumi had said that they probably weren't adding them or, you know, they'd add them at an unspecified later time or whatever, which is what they said. Um, it's just the way it was explained that people took issue with. Mm. I don't think anybody takes issue or is taking issue with them not being in right away. We all understand that you're not going to see it right after a limited unit banner. Yeah, I was reading up on it, and apparently in Japan... It, the unit prisms come in six months after the actual limited banner ends. So if they do something similar for global, no one's going to complain. Because, I mean, you, nobody wants to deal with that where you spend all this, all these resources on something and then everybody can just pick it up for free the week after. It just feels bad. Oh, for sure. So at least this way, you know, I like I understand why they're doing it. It's just the way it was announced was a little bit rough around the edges and so there was a bit of a controversy but i mean i think that's people are mostly over it now the the dust is kind of settled so that's nice to see it didn't really i haven't been hearing too much about it and yeah i definitely agree i think once it was explained what was intended people kind of calmed down and you know everything is pretty okay now i think yeah i think they could do a little bit better with uh, just clarity on the initial announcement to avoid the... I mean, I could see what they were trying to say. It's just it, it offended some people who rolled their faces off and didn't get the units they wanted. 
and you know those people kind of got took offense to the actual announcement so sometimes less is more and just saying like hey limited uh prisms aren't in but we'll add them at a later date and no explanation needed everyone would have understood because it's the same in jp yes either way the trust coin system is here so the trust coin system basically gives us the opportunity to trade in three star or higher units that we've maxed out their trust for in exchange for currency and this currency can be used to get uh, five star select summon tickets five star guaranteed tickets prism moogles as we were just discussing as well as a bunch of other pots and things like that but those first three are the big main ones that people are going to be going for so basically you go into the a separate menu into the shop menu and there's two new headings there and based on the rarity of the unit you get more coins when you trade it in yeah so a few caveats with the coin system uh, the units that are eligible to trade in are only units that are in the i can't remember what they're called but the they're in the rare summon pool or rare summon so it's units you can summon with tickets or lapis only that means uh for people like me that have been saving their thancreds for two years you can just go ahead and sell them because you can't trade in units you get off a raid banner you can trade in for example star ocean you can't trade in i think raimi is the banner this is the raid unit mm -hmm. But you can trade in any of the other units that are on the actual banner. So for whatever reason you want to trade in Fate, Sophia, Roddick, Fidel, and Rena, they're eligible. I'm not saying you should, but they are eligible. But Raimi, because she's a raid banner unit, she won't get you any coins if you trade her in, even if she is max trust. And I haven't tested this myself, but I think the same applies to 100% trust TMR Moogles. The, the crystal ones that you get when you fuse a seven star, I think they're excluded, but I'm as far as I know, they disappear once you get the trust Moogle. Once you get their 100% trust, they just disappear. So with this new thing, it's going to free up more inventory space, which is where we started with this conversation. So I'm super excited with these. I won't have to spend any lapis on unit inventory for a solid six months to another, probably before I have to spend any more to expand my inventory. It's going to be amazing. I'm really enjoying the, the USC tickets in there. I know they cost a lot, but you'll make it up there eventually just if you summon enough. Oh yeah, for sure. The other added benefit too with the Trust Coin system is they've added a new expedition, the Moogle Cave expedition, which is giving mm -hmm. whatever units you select will get a percentage of their Trust Master for each run. And you can run this three times a day. So essentially you're getting about uh, 0.6 to about 1% for depending on the rarity of the unit, which is amazing, like free uh, trust master, especially when you're down to that last little percent. You don't want to waste that 1% uh, trust Moogle on it. It's very useful. Definitely. And anybody should be running these all three times every day, I think. It's just free trust percent. And you get to send in five units so if you're sending in i think four and five star or is it just five star they get point two four and, and five star three. yeah four and five star. yeah so that's basically one percent across all so if you add up the what you get across five units that one that's three percent per day and you get to choose which units get them so it's really nice um if you do have multiples of a unit and you want that tmr you can slot all of them into that run and then fuse them all together later so 
similar to how people used to TMR farm, but now you just you can put it into a Moogle expedition and forget about it for four hours. They've made it easier for everyday average players like yourself and myself who don't TMR farm to, in a way, TMR farm. Yeah, it's just a nice way to do it for people. Like, I don't use macros, and sometimes I just don't have the spare energy. Like, I'm putting all my energy to farming King Mog or bashing my head against the Folka. Or that, yeah. yeah. So it's just a nice way to kind of help us build trust master on some of those units that have been sitting around and we want it but we just haven't gotten around to it with our trust moogles yet yeah definitely and so with all of these positive changes you're even yourself recently many you mentioned it that there have been quite a lot of bugs with this update which is not something i've come to expect so it was very strange for this update to have so many but most of them I don't care about, like the having to download a little bit of extra data or whatever, you get the little pop-up, or the visual bugs. The main thing that bothers me, and it wasted actually a lot of my energy, a solid like three or 400 energy when I was trying to run the events to get all of the rewards out of the missions, was that if for whatever reason your app closes and you have to reload the game, whether you did it intentionally, I know for my phone sometimes if I don't touch the game for a couple hours, like when I'm at work, it resets. You lose the rewards in those certain runs, like the Folka event, from any node that you're not currently on. Yep, so it only counts the node that you cleared after you restarted the the app. I, I ran into that a couple times too, which made it so I actually got barely any of the rewards out of the Folka event. Yep. And I think that's what I was mentioning to you, why I was a little bit frustrated with the, the bugs. It just felt like the update is still in a very early phase it, it kind of shipped a little bit clunky it feels like yeah definitely and one thing that you probably i don't know if you noticed this but for myself when i was doing the uh crist farming nodes if let's say you're on node number two when your app crashes or it closes or whatever it actually kicks you out of the battle after you finish that so you don't even get to go to node three and you lose the benefits of node one that happens with that happened to me on the full cut thing too actually yeah so it's <laughs> it's very frustrating um hopefully it gets fixed soon but it's one of the most frustrating bugs and it's not something i've come to expect from from the game developers when they do their updates i mean these kinds of things happen it, it was a big update so <clears throat> like i sympathize it's it's tough, especially with the amount of pressure they have on them to ship out these patches in a timely way. I mean, we haven't had delayed maintenance in a while and we had it here for an extra two hours. And I feel like if they delayed it any further, the community tends to get antsy and start complaining a little bit too much. Um, personally, I would have preferred if they that they extended maintenance and shipped a more, I don't know what to call it, bug-free product than what we got. but. I mean, it's not like the game is unplayable. It's just a few parts of it are a little bit more frustrating now. That's all. Yeah, I was going to say it's not the end of the world or anything. It's just uh, it would have been nice, like you said, for me personally as well. I don't mind if there's extended maintenance when it's necessary, like in these situations. Massive patch. I mean, so many amazing things coming out of here and so many different things getting updated and upgraded and added you can kind of expect that there's going to be bugs so like you said i personally would have preferred even an extra couple hours or whatever they needed to make it a little bit more uh bug free i guess <laughs> neither of us could find the right word <laughs> i don't know what else to say because i can't say stable it's not unstable you can play it freely it's just there's a couple extra there's a couple extra yeah, bugs I mean, in there there were some 
yeah, there were some connectivity issues when the patch first went live, but that was fixed pretty quickly. Yeah, they're usually pretty good about fixing these sorts of things when they do arise, especially when they're... Yeah. The only, I guess, the real issue is that you and I put off the Folka event till the, like, the last couple days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm salty, but uh, that's why I'm not like uh, flipping out on the, the team. A lot of it's my fault, too, because the, that event was around for two weeks and i waited till the last day to do it right so that's a bit of a life lesson almost <laughs> do it when do it early yeah for sure i mean it was just a minor frustration um it's it's not enough for me to like get pissed off or anything at the developers or at the game just something i noticed that kind of felt bad um, but i you know on the positive side i do feel like the new app version is very more it's it feels snappier it's more responsive when I hit claim for my friend points or my... Oh, it's quick. It's fast now. I, I don't get a connecting screen. I don't get just goes, which is really, really nice. Because sometimes I felt like every button I pressed, I had to, I got that connecting icon. And I see a lot less of those now. And that's definitely a, a step in the right direction. For sure. I, I'm really happy with that change. That being said, I'm honestly pretty much over it, given the updates that are coming that have been much anticipated and are very very exciting to have like the new banner that's coming but we'll talk about that in just a little bit finishing off with some of the rerun events we're getting the gia Revorce, the uh, star ocean anamnesis boss the trial battle where you can get trust moogle and the triemblem which is a decent item so if you haven't done this the first time around or if you want a second triemblem it's a pretty decent piece of accessory that gives you some decent stats, so definitely get around to that. As I remember, the, the battle wasn't too difficult, so it should be accessible to most players. Definitely pick up a, a second one, because you never know when it could come in handy, maybe even for an expedition unit if your main team is already decked out. For sure. It helps. It's free. I think because it's the same item, it's not going to take up an extra inventory slot anyway. It'll just stack, right? Yes. Or is that wrong? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they stack. No, they stack. They stack. Yeah, as long as you don't, it, as long as you don't have it equi one equipped and one not equipped, they stack. Y you got nothing to lose by grabbing one. Just some energy, but even that, it's worth it. I think. Is you there get, still a trust? Yeah, you Moogle get a in trust Moogle. You yeah, get so you get free raid summon uh, coins and some rare summon tickets. Like it's well worth it to do it. Yeah, definitely just do it. Even if you're uh, well on your way and you don't need any of that stuff, just pick it up for the extra raid summons and the extra trust Moogle, if nothing else. Definitely, man. So one other update as well. We're getting a huge batch of seven star awakenings, which they announced before, uh, along with the when Cloud got his 7-star, for example, but there's a bunch of units in here now. A lot of the uh, units got upgrades that, in my opinion, aren't really worth even mentioning. They're not too game-changing. Let's go over a few of them that are really interesting and help a lot of units out. One, for example, Yuri, which I, you were pretty uh, happy about. Yeah, I mean, I can't see myself in a world where I'm ever using Yuri. Uh, she's not that great of a unit being a 3-star base. But her buffs are what I feel like most uh, ability awakening should be for these weaker units. So she actually gains the ability to chain with Quake and Tornado users, which could come in really handy for some people that don't have a partner for their Quake and Tornado chainers, or even for newer players who just, you know, maybe they take a friend unit and that's really strong and, you know, they take Yuri to help enable them to chain and, and really pump out the damage. So really liking her her ability 
updates. Yeah, exactly. Yuri got a lot of love on this one. And I love having training partners out of these weaker units because like you said, some people just don't have two chainers and this helps so much. Mm -hmm. What is another unit that you are excited for within this Awakening batch? I mean, from the lower tier units, the other two, Varun and Miyuki, they get decent buffs, but nothing that like really pumps me up, so to speak. Yan, also just general buffs. Yan had that one really interesting buff where she gets a quadruple LB gauge fill rate, which was really, really cool. Could be really handy for use a limit burst in one turn type of battle. Yeah, could come in handy for those limit burst cheese teams. Uh, maybe people that run 2B and things like that. Uh, Chow finally got his ability awakenings. I, I know people were less than thrilled with them because they weren't that special. But, I mean, he does get super, super tanky with these updates. And he was a good boy, and now he's a gooder boy. He was great, and now he's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with these units that are... Because, I mean, we still don't know what his 7-star is going to look like exactly. when the New Year event, the Chinese New Year event does come around. So take that with a grain of salt. These are just ability enhancements. We still don't know what he's actually going to look like when that time comes. And who knows? Cause it's tough. Chao is already very good. It's the same thing with Ayaka 7-star or uh, CG Fina's 7-star. They didn't get much for it, but they were already amazing. It's it's hard to take a unit that's great and give them more stuff without making them sort of crowd out all the other units in the field. For sure. These awakenings are tough to do without really breaking or changing the meta. So it's a very fine line with some of the top tier units. Yeah, for sure. Another unit that I'm pretty interested in is Elfrida with her awakenings. An on her, She's getting an on-command ice break by 75 percent, which is pretty amazing if you ask me yeah it's definitely a respectable imperil that you'll see a lot of people i mean the thing is if you're running for example uh freyavia she has that built in with her chaining ability as well so that's the minimum they could have given her in terms of because she she's locked to ice so i feel like that's the minimum that her break should be given that she's a seven star ice unit it does help if you have like a freeze chaining uh mages and things like that it can help them do a little bit of extra damage here yeah for sure and then cloud i'm pretty disappointed with to be honest yeah i mean cloud we've already mentioned back when his seven star was announced his ability enhancements don't fix the problems that he has they do make him a bit better and do a bit more damage, but his his weaknesses are still there, and I think they're still out far outweigh his usefulness when you compare him to this field of other seven stars. Yeah, for sure. He's a lot less useful than many of the top tier seven stars, so this doesn't really bring him up any higher in the so-called tier list. Mm -hmm. I don't believe we missed any significant changes there, but what do you think, Minnie? I think we covered most of it. All right. Now let's get on to the meat of the matter. Let's get on to the... I don't have anything else to say about that. Let's get on with the Final Fantasy X banner featuring the much-anticipated Orin and Jekt. Are you excited for this? I'm pretty excited. Not really. Really? Well, I guess you have yeah. these units already. <laughs> I'm excited for Orin from a gameplay character perspective because i loved him in final fantasy 10 but as far as a unit goes in ffbe i'm not super thrilled but we can talk about why and why not whatever when we get to them all right 
these units coming with their step up banner standard 25k step up with a guaranteed Orin or ject at the end let's talk about the king mog event really briefly there's a few decent pieces of equipment materia and some new items you can get so ashura which is a i believe it's a great sword no it's a katana my mistake it's a katana which has okay stats overall and gives some counterattack chance which is eh. but then you do have jack's gauntlet and with this you're getting a free 20 percent buff to your great swords on an accessory slot on top of the 15 attack that it's giving you so for newer players definitely a pretty free piece of equipment that you can go ahead and pick up in this event yeah i mean the accessories aren't anything game changing but they're decent i do like what they're doing with the recent materia where it's giving you some sort of killer at a decent percentage so 20 percent demon killer for magic and physical on the two materias there mm -hmm. and one thing that i'm super excited for is the guaranteed five star special summon ticket which i think this is the first time we're seeing this in in an event and so what this will do is allow you to get one free five star out of the pool of five stars yeah and <clears throat> i think just to note the five star is similar to an ex ticket so it's not going to prefer um on banner rainbows which is you know it can be depending on if anybody who's rolled on a banner any significant amount can tell you it feels like you get more off banner rainbows than on banner rainbows when you roll on banner so you know it's not necessarily a bad thing because maybe you're just gonna have better luck with the ex pool than you will with the banner pool exactly and who knows maybe this will round out some of those units that you have three of and you're one away from getting that stmr um, one caveat though is if you are struggling to collect up points i would save and grab the uoc ticket over the five star guaranteed ticket simply because with enough uoc you can choose which seven star you want and the five star guaranteed could be amazing for you and it could be crap so if you have to make a choice i would suggest going for the uoc if you can get everything, just get everything. Because, I mean, you know, it's there. Why turn it down? Yeah, definitely the UOC is the number one thing to get out of this King Mog. Don't want to pass that up because, like you said, you get to pick what you get. So can't get better than that. And with this, we're also getting the King Mog's Lost Maps limited time quests, which are pretty interesting. So through the King Mog farming event, you're able to pick up different maps. And you're, you can use these maps to go through a new type of dungeon for trust moogles mega chris some experience or or gill various other things star quartz and awakening materials so a really interesting little mechanic they've added in there and i'm actually kind of looking forward to it because in the past i would clear out all the things that i want and there was nothing else to get so it adds a little bit more fun to it I, th I think have you picked up any maps i haven't i'm saving for the uoc ticket it's the first thing i want to make sure i get that most well, important the thing. maps i think drop don't they they're drops you don't have to actually buy them with king Mom i haven't currency. noticed then okay it's probably pretty rare because here you can get them as king mod currency you can pick one up of each map oh you can mm -hmm. okay cool all right on to the actual units themselves, which I think a lot of people have been waiting to hear about. We'll take it from the bottom, I guess, and work our way up to the top two units. So Brother is coming, one of the Albed. Brother is fantastic. I I love Brother as a character. I think probably one of the best characters in Final Fantasy X. Uh, he's not an MC and he doesn't fight, but just I remember any scenes with Brother in it were instantly my favorite scenes. He was just, <laughs> he was great. 
He was pretty amazing. Unfortunately, as a three-star base, he he's going to be on the lower end of things, but that's okay. His TMR is okay. It's not amazing, but if you're pulling a lot, you'll probably get enough to get it for free. So the free 20 attack and water resistance and 100% blind resistance might be nice. As a unit, he doesn't really bring too much to the plate, to be honest. No, he can and give you 70% water resistance, which is decent for a three-star unit. But really only newer players would benefit from this. Most of us already have units that could give us this and do other things. I guess it might help for budget builds for different Esper fights like Leviathan and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not without its uses. It's just Brother as a unit, not the greatest in the world. Brother as a character in Final Fantasy X, the greatest in the world. I also liked him in Final Fantasy X2. By the way, I know most people, that game was kind of uh, controversial, I think. It was one of the first Final Fantasies to get a sequel, because prior to that, every Final Fantasy was its own new story, standalone. And X2 kind of broke the mold. But you know what? I actually enjoyed the game. Come at me. I was just going to say that I really had fun with it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love changing their outfits. I just, it was, I don't know why. I just enjoyed the game. I enjoyed Brothers' more prominent role, just... Overall, just I felt like obviously it's not for me. It's not as good as Final Fantasy X was, but X two I just I just got immense enjoyment out of playing it. It was just a very fun game. To me, ten was like wow, awesome story, great game, and then ten two was just like so much fun. I think the thing I remember most about ten was the music. I don't know why, but more than most other Final Fantasies, the music in ten just really struck me. It was I felt especially when you got to Xanarkin. Uh, oh yeah. The second time and it was just it was so good and so perfect and one thing i gotta say whoever uh did the event for the king mog the music is perfect like in ffb that that goes along with this event when you're playing it is just you know a plus so whoever you are if you're a team just kudos i tip my hat Definitely. to you yeah kudos well done another unit from the same game of course belgemine an evoker in FFBE, but a summoner, I believe, back in the uh, Final Fantasy X world. She gets a TMR, which is actually pretty good in my opinion, with 40% mag and 10% evo mag, all in the same materia slot. Pretty efficient. Yeah, very decent. Um, I don't know how good it is. I'm not too familiar with summoners and their materias. Right away, I think of Kid Rydia when I see this, because she wants mag and she wants That's evo who I mag, thought of, too. So. Um, I just don't know if there's better out there or if this is actually pretty good. I, I'm just not familiar enough with summoners. I mean, 40% mag on its own is decent. 10% evil mag is nice on top of it. So, For sure. As a unit, Belgemine to me, I mean, decent as a chainer, but doesn't really bring a whole lot to the table. So I was hoping that these elemental casts would be doing evoke damage, but they don't. They're just standard magic damage, which is kind of unfortunate, kind of takes away from the uniqueness of a summoner. But they are able to chain with Divine Ruination, which is pretty cool for fire, lightning, rise damage. Yep, and then she can imperil as well. She's interesting, but overall, like, just meh to me. Like, I was hoping for more out of a summoner-type unit, but she is one of the first six-star summoners to be able to use uh, double cast, I believe, for her abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. She she is more a magic user than a summoner, 
her summoner properties are just that some of her abilities can increase her evocation gauge. So, so she's more like a mage that can increase her evocation gauge than she is uh, an effective summoner. She does have some evo mag in her in her base kit, and she does she is able to summon the party's espers. So in that sense, she is a summoner, but her other abilities don't draw on evocation damage like you see from other summoners. Yeah, definitely. And finally, the two big units on the banner, Jekt and Orin. So, Minnie, you can decide who we talk about first. Let's do Jet first, because I feel like Orin is sort of the, the one everybody's got their eyes on. All right, Jekt, father of Titus, or Titus, or Titus. Father of Titties. I'm okay with that. I accept that name. His TMR, uh, pretty decent with HPMP and 50% attack. Pretty good. His STMR, though. Mm. Wait, wait. I would say it's more than pretty good. It's basically great sword mastery with an extra 20% HP and MP. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually fantastic. Especially if you're not going to be using Jacked on your team. So you can put this on another unit who uses great great swords and make them flipping awesome tankier basically than than your standard the one thing i i really like about jet though is his tmr is a really good materia so you are able to choose which weapons you equip with him now most of the time this won't matter because he wants to use water anyway but it's still nice some nice versatility because i know when i for example when i run my heo he wants to use fire and lightning, but I don't always use fire and lightning because sometimes I'm doing a trial that the thing is weak to light or something else, dark, I don't know. And it's just really nice that I can equip hit with him. I can equip light or dark greatswords to him and I'm not stuck with one or the other element because it's his TMR. You know what's so funny about that little thinking problem that you just had there trying to figure out what other elements exist in trials? It's because most of them are fire or light. <laughs> yep. Uh, the other the other reason I had a brain fart there is because I was trying to think of which elemental great swords we had in the game. <laughs> uh, mostly light and fire. Yeah, life is tough. Overall, Jekt is a pretty decent DPS unit. A few of his abilities can chain and then cap its own chain, which is nice. So he chains with Divine Ruination and Quick Hit and does have the potential to triple cast. Yeah, so he's, he's an interesting unit. I definitely think he's one of the better DPS units to come out in recent times. His Divine Ruination decreases water resistance by 75% as well. Super good considering he's probably going to want to be using water damage. His Jet Shot imbues him with water for five turns and then he can break. So he's one. He's sort of like Tifa. He's a very, very self-sufficient unit. He doesn't need a lot of outside help. He even has his own MP battery built in. Yeah, he kind of does it all for what he needs to, to be successful as a unit. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I really, really like Jet. Uh, I don't think, like, I don't know. I, I like him as a unit. I think he's actually really good. I quick hit chains make sense, so he can chain with his son. I agree. And he he has some he has some very good ratios on those quick hit chains, so he's gonna do a lot of damage. And he he's not stuck to some weird rotations like Titus's. His rotations are pretty straightforward, and you're gonna be triple casting. You can use them whenever you want, triple cast or double. Like you get the choice yeah. to start chaining right away. You don't have to have some sort of weird setup for it. You can just go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The amazing thing is for both his main abilities, for example, uh, Hot Steel and Jack Shot Mark III, you do get huge modifier increases if you do level him to 
max, so 1.5 times damage increase to that. Plus, if you use one of his cooldown abilities, it gets another two times increase modifier for three turns. So overall, you can buff both of these things by almost four times the damage, which is crazy. Yeah, and then his ultimate also enables his triple cast for four turns, which is pretty nuts it's going to be up for a very long time on top of doing half decent damage too right it's only 30 burst stones so pot potentially it's up long enough to get your limit burst again and just go another round yeah it's actually i don't know it's 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 really simple like there's no need to complicate it it's basically he'll be able to cycle through his ultimate and his triple quick strike to triple cast his like his his triple cast will be up more times than it's not. pretty much all the time yeah i think he does have he has some built-in LB gauge fill rate by 200%, so, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think Jet's a very good attacker for this point in the game, where we are right now. Yeah, I'd say he's up there among one of the best ones as chainers. Mm -hmm. If you do have partners with Quick Hit or Divine Ruination, I guess, in this case. but hopefully I mean, at this point, hit. they're very common chaining families. If you have a Sephiroth, you can do both. There you go. Perfect for the event we just had a couple, a uh, few weeks ago. Yeah. So that's jacked for you. Really awesome DPS unit. Great TMR. So even if you get this guy but not a duplicate, that TMR is fantastic, honestly. Yeah, most of our top tier DPSs can use great swords. So another great sword mastery is very nice to have. Now, on to the unit that I've been most looking forward to Orin, our legendary Yojimbo type character. Yeah, I mean, I love Orin. He, he was kind of covered in mystery for most of ffx the big reveal in xanarkand when you finally get there around orin like blew my mind when i first played it i mean it blew my mind it was the thing is this game is so depressing and sad that it's like it kind of fit like it was very very sad and but at the same time it just made you respect orin that much more for his conviction oh yeah and then when he takes out his arm finally i was like what you can use that thing yeah <laughs> Oh, man. Now, Orin's TMR gets me really excited for any mm -hmm. DPS unit that uses a katana because one of the most frustrating status ailments for me is Confuse. I hate it. And this nullifies Confuse. Before you, before you go on, I got to say, I can tell why you would love this passive because mm -hmm. I saw on your Twitter the other day, not only did the Achu confuse your unit, it's confused, broke the fourth wall, and confused you as well. Yeah, pretty much. I thought it was so a like, bug and realized afterwards <laughs> that I'm, little, I'm an idiot. <laughs> little do you know, you yourself are weak to confusion. Evidently. You gotta check your check your house for some uh, creepy dolls. You probably got a few stacked up in there. I do. <laughs> so How did you know? You definitely want some uh, Definitely want some of this in there. Some of that legendary guardian. I think that's what you need. I do. Keep those... Keep those in-game units from reaching out into your world and affecting you. Hey man, the machines are taking over, that's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, Legendary Guardian, 60% uh, extra attack when equipped with a katana, I mean, plus the added benefit of uh, status ailment resistance is pretty amazing. Yeah, finally we have a better katana TMR than the 4-star TMR we got when Chizuru. the game started. Yeah, yeah. Chizuru's was like the best for the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> Chizuru is still Bay. She's still she's still I'm hoping she gets a uh, seven uh five star unit. That'd be amazing. I like her. Yeah, me too. She was she was one of my favorite units when we first started playing. 
Yeah, just for nostalgia, because we used her so much mm-hmm. that I feel like it would be a crime if she doesn't get one eventually. I agree. The full power of Chizuru. Coming soon, TM. So tell me a little bit about Oren. What about him excites you? He is an amazing breaker, essentially. Uh, his seven-star matches up in terms of breaking ability to seven-star Heavenly Technician Lid. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Technician Lid gets, I think, a slightly better break on her maxed out upgraded limit burst of 80%. Oren here gets 74%. So very, very close. But he can break up to 70% like on command. Like he just has it built into his kit. So it's really, really amazing. Like 70% break on command plus he can chain plus he can break uh, elemental resistances slightly like this guy does a lot for his slot yeah i think Oren is a unit that a lot of people were excited for and i had a i've seen a lot of questions where people are asking should i uoc lauren should i uoc heavenly technician lid or should i just wait for Oren? that was my he issue fits, yeah he fits that role he is a breaker and he, he's very good at it. So his emergency breaks are all 60% and he can dual cast. So you're able to choose what you want. And then his uh, timed ability breaks, not only are they 70% like Lauren, but he actually will buff your own team as well for all stats, which is fantastic. So right away, you can start the battle, just, you know, your enemy's weakened and you're stronger. That's awesome. And then on top of that, he also has Imperil and Absolute Mirror of Equity chaining. So he's already prepared to be a chaining partner for some of the top tier units that are currently in the game and some that are coming down the road. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be amazing. Plus, he if you do max him out, those chaining abilities do a decent amount of damage. Like their modifiers are not nothing to be laughed at coming from a breaker unit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what, if I didn't already have Lauren, I would be thrilled to see this guy. He's If you don't have a good dedicated breaker, I would be trying my face off for this. Because believe me, when you try and you see the difference between a 70% break and a 50% break and, and the impact it makes on your actual fights and how much easier they get, you, you'll never want to go back. It's huge, man. Like Until I 7-starred my Lauren... I just didn't realize what I was missing because a lot of fights that used to be challenging became child's play. Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy because using your Lauren a few times that I had the opportunity to, it made the battle so much easier having that extra 15, 10 to 15% break. Yeah. The only complaint I have about Oren is his limit burst is called Tornado, but it doesn't actually have tornado chains. <laughs> tornado frames like come on man he it even summons a big tornado i know, like, I, know. I wish it did dude guys what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> but no oren's fantastic the only reason i'm not rolling for him is because he's only a slight upgrade from lauren if it weren't for that if i was missing a top tier breaker i would definitely just drop everything on this person i'm stuck with six star lid right now so i'm doing a full lap of the of the banner right now because he's gonna fit my absolute mirror of equity chaining with Sephiroth. Plus he's gonna be a breaker. He's gonna be super slot efficient for me. So I'm really, really hoping to get this guy. Yeah, and if you have a nice fire katana, well actually no, I don't know if Sephiroth, well, you probably wanna use this TMR on him, so. You do, but you can you can set up a dual wield Sephiroth if you need the elemental chain. Yeah, I guess it, to use both of them would be tough in terms of uh, 
just katana attack passives to get enough of them. Not if I get four Orins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> four Orins permanently on expedition. <laughs> I'll see you guys in two months. They'll be ready. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, no. I have enough trust Moogle saved up for something like this. So Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I have two 200% chilling, waiting for the perfect moment. No, it's it's going to be really, really good. Um, Orin, an amazing unit. This is why the Final Fantasy, the second Final Fantasy X banner was so anticipated because you are getting a unit like Jekt who does really amazing attack, but also a unit like Orin who is up with the top tier of breakers with Lauren and Heavenly Technician lid. I mean, even the first Final Fantasy X banner didn't disappoint. Titus was also pretty hyped back when he first came out. He was a bit of a jack of all trades. He could support, he could attack, and then when he got his ability enhancements, he became instantly the top tier chainer in the game. And you also got Riku with that banner, who was probably one of the best four stars to ever grace FFBE. I think she, if you don't have anything better, she still probably has some of the best utility of any unit in the game. She is surprisingly useful. I remember using using her for a few difficult things way back in the day because she has ability uh, damage mitigation, just so many abilities that help your team. So I, I think they kind of hit the nail on the head with the second FFX banner. It just kind of, it's this, in terms of how good the units are, I think both units are fantastic. I think Orin is a little bit better than Jet, just because when you compare Jet's impact on his role as a DPS versus Orin's impact on his role as a breaker, I think Orin is easily the best breaker in the game. And Jet is a very good DPS, but I don't know if he is actually the best. I would agree with that. I'd say I'd say Orin is top three, if not the best. And then Jacked is, I don't know, maybe top five. So the reason I say he's the best, um, for example, he doesn't cap out at the same heights as Heavenly Technician Lid, but he has the option to keep his 70% break up at all times if you're up against a single target. And then his limit burst only costs 30 burst stones at seven star. And he has a high tide passive. So he's just gonna have easy access to breaks because he's got his 70% on his limit burst. And then he's got his timed ability. And if all else fails, he can break a single person for 70% AOE, or not AOE, um, all, all attributes. So I just, as far as breaking goes, it's just- The other reason he's among the best is that once he's done breaking, He's going to be pooping out some decent damage with a six times modifier on his chaining abilities and a hundred percent true dual, true double hand in his as a passive. Yeah, I mean he he can get good attack numbers as well, but I'm just saying from a perspective of like uh, Lauren is good, but the problem is she has significant downtime. It's the same for a lot of the chainers. You have to rely on their emergency breaks, which are often a lot less than what their seventy percent breaks are. Uh, with Orin, often you won't run into that problem. He, he's, his emergency breaks are just as good, and his limit burst is actually a lot easier to get than it looks on paper. I 100% agree. Yeah, it's a lot more consistent for sure. A lot easier to get. Yeah. Hey guys, Wilmgard here interrupting the podcast with Mini. Hey guys. We just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you who are listening. We've We've hit quite a staggering amount of numbers for the amount of you who are actually listening way more than we expected well staggering staggering is pushed in it okay but but yeah we've surprised and honestly grateful for how many of you are actually listening to the podcast and 
and getting in touch with us. And so to show a little bit of our gratitude, we'd like to do a giveaway for a $25 gift card for either iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play to bolster your lapis amount so that you can pull for units courtesy of the FFPE podcast. Yep. We won't be announcing this anywhere else except on the podcast. This is just for you guys that have kind of supported us and enjoy the podcast. We just want to give you a little thank you. So this contest or this giveaway is going to be accepting entries until February 28th. And to enter, all we need from you is to send us an email at ffbepodcast at gmail.com. That email will be underneath the description of the podcast as well, so you don't need to write it down or anything. Just send us your name, your friend code for FFBE, and an email where we can reach you if you do win. All right, and now now back to your regularly scheduled programming. That's it for the Final Fantasy X banner, and this week of updates in FFBE is really a, a week or an update, sorry, of lots of highs, a few lows, but overall, like an amazing, amazing update. Like I was, I was super happy with everything that came out this week and everything that's been happening. Yeah, me too. I mean, anytime there is a large version update, you can expect sort of bumps in the road. It's almost never perfect, right? That's just life. I think overall they did a pretty good job and I'm excited with, with all the changes and I'm just, I'm looking forward to when these bugs get fixed up, which I'm sure won't take them too, too long, especially some of the ones that are very, very apparent. Um, like, but for the time being, I'm gonna enjoy my, all my chests looking like shredded, I don't know, pieces of junk. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look like mimics, but just their teeth are everywhere and not just on the inside. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. I, I, overall, I'm happy with the update as well. No, it's been amazing. Uh, visual updates or visual bugs are some of my favorite things. They may give me a good laugh, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's it for this week, folks. Any closing remarks, Minnie? Oh, nothing for me. I mean, you know, laid it all out there. If anyone out there is struggling with that Gia Revorsi trial, let us know. We have units that can probably solo. I have a unit that can solo. You probably do as well, Mini. So let us know, and we can set something good up for you to get some of those uh, equipment out of there because they are very good. So if you are struggling with something, hit us up on Twitter. We'd be more than happy to help. Yeah, unless it's too hard for me to do, then don't hit me yeah, up. Don't ask him. Don't ask him for the yeah. uh, Folka event or something like don't that. Don't ask me to help you with Folka because I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you, and have an awesome week of FFBE. All right, guys, see you next week. Peace. Peace.